Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. All right. Whoa. Let's get right to it. We've got a special guest here today. This is a story we talked about yesterday. I talked about on WTIC in Connecticut yesterday as well. Uh, this is a story of a concerned mom who ha- had the audacity to try to stick up for her kid and really everybody else's kid too because the classroom, the, the school library featured the book Julian is a Mermaid in which this little boy Julian um, strips down a couple of times to his underwear and essentially goes learns to be his drag self. And uh, Megan Watros said, I don't think I'm comfortable having my seven-year-old kid, second grader, read this or see these illustrations. And so, Megan, first of all, tell me, well, welcome to the, to the, to the show. We appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to create more awareness about this situation. So, all right. First of all, where did you, when did you realize or find out that the book was around? Um, so before we get into the conversation, I just want to clarify that my family and I support the LGBTQT plus community, and I don't want my opposition to this story to be misinterpreted as um, not supporting the LGBTQT plus community. So I just want to clarify that. Um, So I was made aware about this book at dinner the day after it was read to my daughter's class. Um, We were at the dinner table and we're having our uh, usual evening conversation. She's telling me about her day, her specials. I always ask her, you know, what was your favorite thing that you learned? Um, Who did you play with? Just the normal things you would be asking your daughter that you haven't seen all day that you miss. And she starts telling me about this story and she starts making comments that it is crystal clear there was a gender conversation. And then she goes on to ask her little brother questions and she's never ever talked like this ever. 
and she tells me, you know, uh, she's making these comments. I don't really want to get specifically to what she said, but mm -hmm. it was clear the conversation was had and it just broke my heart. I, I could not believe what I was hearing. And I just go into this panic mode. What are, what are these adults at the school talking to my seven-year-old about? When I tell you, I just feel like this is so inappropriate for an adult outside of my home without my permission, without my knowledge to broach a sensitive subject like this with a child. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. It's heartbreaking. So I found out the day that the book was read to the class. And I want to say it was maybe like October 15th because right. I, ha I had to go through the chain of communication, which took time. Um, I spoke with the principal. Um, I spoke with the director of elementary education, the uh, assistant superintendent, and then I spoke with the superintendent. And then um, that all took time, like emails and of scheduling. Course, and course. then I finally went to the Board of Ed on October 25th was my first time going to the Board of Ed. So what was your what was the feedback when you talked to the school officials? What was your feedback from them? Um, so it was really uh, appalling. It was shocking. The principal was actually screaming at me. And, um, yeah, you would think that this was her child that just had this inappropriate book read to. The she principal was, was me, screaming at you. You're she's a... telling me, yep, she's telling me this is approved curriculum. It is under SEL, and your daughter cannot opt out. And I was <gasps> like, excuse me. I was like, you do not have permission to talk to my daughter about these sensitive subjects. This is a slippery slope. When you start, I mean, when you start talking about changing someone's gender where does it end because children are going to have questions and how far does the conversation go i mean it's a very very slippery slope and i told her i was like no i don't want her being exposed to any of this she, my daughter is seven she's a young innocent seven-year-old she believes in unicorns she believes in the tooth fairy right. she's my little sweetheart yes mm -hmm. i love her more than anything and i mean for her to be uh exposed to these types of ideas that are just completely it doesn't make sense and i just it's not the right time for her to learn these things right and My you daughter, as a parent want to be able to have these conversations with your own child in a way that you are comfortable with because you know your child best and you know right what she's ready to hear and what she's not ready to hear and i mean i think that's what's so scary to me as a parent is this like broach of intimacy with your child in a way that's so disconcerting right right it's it's way too close and something about my children i'm raising them to be respectful kind human beings and i tell them it doesn't matter what a person looks like doesn't matter who they love the only thing that matters is how they treat you. So you know what? My daughter doesn't look at people who are dressed weird. Like we've gone into New York City and like you see all kinds of people. Of course. She's not mm -hmm. staring at people like, what's wrong with that person? What's wrong with that one? Like she just knows that people are different. And mm -hmm. at her age, why does she need to know? Why does my daughter need to know that the clothes someone is wearing may not actually match what's under the clothes? Because that's really what we're talking about here. And it's inappropriate. It is so inappropriate i mean it's just it doesn't need to be discussed at this age these children they look at people and they're just people they don't need to like know these details that they'll learn as they get older but they're they're seven i mean it just Megan, it blows my mind I mean, the only thing the thing is is that only curriculum 
in literature is being brought to kids at this uh, sophisticated level. Like it, right on TV for your daughter is Doc McStuffins, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, some other dumb shows. And you can tell the way people talk in there. It's always a little bit educational and a little bit fun. But it's a seven-year-old has a very simple mind. They're just learning the world. And this, right. like any trans ideology, is a hell of a conversation at any age, you know? Right. And, and right. it's also very fluid and always changing, and et cetera. And right. And people have a lot of different ways of approaching it. Different families might approach it differently, and that's okay. I mean, like, I think respecting differences goes in every direction, and especially with kids that young. I mean, when I was a kid, when they were doing sex education, which at that point in time was like, telling you your body was going to start changing and you might have to start wearing deodorant there was like an opt-in form for that because that was considered right. like not something the school should be talking about to your kid and now it's it's these really deep and intimate conversations with kids who are even younger than that with no way to opt out so right so i mean like what happened so, next after you talked to the principal and so, they were yelling at you so I, I i told her that i wanted to opt out and she said that i could not opt out and I said, well, who is the next person to speak with? And she said, well, it would be the director of elementary education. So I spoke to her and um, it was only the principal that screamed at me. The rest of the administration. Can we stop there for a second, there, Megan? Did, at any time, were, were you, were you, did you think to yourself, I'm a grown woman. Who the hell is this person yelling at me? You're not, you're a civilian. You're not, you're not a prisoner of the school like the kids are. Right. Well, I, I was thinking that. And um, I actually, I, I had another mom on the line. Um, oh. I actually emailed. So I emailed the entire class as soon as I became aware, which I really was conflicted about because I knew I was opening myself up. But I felt in my heart, if this was someone else and they knew about it, I would want them to email me. Of course. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I get emotional about this because it really, it's painful. This whole thing's been really hard. I can hard. tell that you're emotional so, and I can tell that you so, that you didn't want uh, December 1st to be like this. Right. Um, so I, I did email the whole class and as you can imagine, that started a huge discussion. Um, people were like side emailing me. Some people were responding to all, but one of the moms asked if she could be on the call she was side emailing, emailing me so there was a, another parent on the line that who was great, witnessing this that is great and she and she actually she stopped the screaming and she said excuse me can everyone just identify themselves because i don't even know who's shouting right now just to give you an idea of just how intense mm. this phone call was yeah. with the principal so um so the people I spoke to after that, no one else screamed at me. Um, it was the director of elementary school education next. And um, she was just extremely condescending and telling me that it's not about gender. That's not what this story is about. You know, we have this SEL curriculum and we have, we have words. And with all these words, we're going to have books that demonstrate the words. And I'm like, and we can't opt out. No, no, you can't opt out. Isn't that incredible, said, though, I, for them to well, say the book is not about well, gender when the book has well, won a GLAAD award? I mean, it's it's clearly, it's it, the people that wrote right. it say it's about gender. I mean, like, you're so, not making this up. But, That's what it's about. Right. That is what it's about. But you have to hear what they're saying here. They are essentially giving themselves permission to use whatever material they want to use mm -hmm. as long as they're saying that represents embarrassment. 
this represents yes. uh, being shy. This represents being, so they can use anything. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, I was like, so you guys have permission to use any material? Oh, well, you know, it is approved and this book is approved. And I said, well, you know, I looked this book up and it seems pretty clear on the internet. The book is about a little boy who's transitioning. No, 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 that's not what it's about. And I said, well, that's the author's intent. And you know what she tells me? Well, that, that's not what the lesson is though. And I said, you know, <laughs> I, I did go to, I, I went, I, I'm educated and I do recall uh, whenever we read any book, there was always a very deep discussion about mm -hmm. everything. The characters, the author, the names, the setting, the family. We talked about, like, you picked apart every aspect of the book because that's what you do in well, school. Right. When and your daughter's seven, and you could tell by her takeaways when she came home that she knew what the book was about, too. So if a seven-year-old is picking up what the author's laying down, right. it's not like a secret. So what? the idea that they're lying to your face and saying, like, this has nothing to do with that. We don't even know where you're getting that idea. Yes. That's crazy. It's... Totally, totally. So, next, so, then, so when you um, emailed all the parents, what was the level of response? Like, how, I mean, like, roughly percentage-wise, um, was it like 50-50? No, so out of 22, about eight responded, four were against the book, four supported it, and um, yeah, so, and then of course, you know, people just started attacking me, and... Saying what just, kind of things? Just, this is in the email thread still, right? Um, so, not so much in the email thread, it started later, more on Instagram, but somebody, somebody mm -hmm. said that they felt unsafe now. Because, because you didn't like a book? Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's then that's thought, another way they do it. You know, it's if you feel unsafe, the argument has to stop right there. So you can that's how you, well, I can say that I don't want to argue anymore. I feel unsafe. That means Wait, you, but they but read I, the book I, I to just, your kid and this other right. third party now feels unsafe? Well, I just felt I felt really, really bad about this parent in particular. Um and I don't want to get into much more detail, mm -hmm. but um I mean I could have easily left him out of the email but i did not i included him i included the whole class and it was just it was just sad i mean but well but, but we so, so when you talk to these administrators they said that they that the, the lesson of the book was what then it was a tolerance uh no they said the lesson is on acceptance acceptance and and i said so there's no other children's book that you could find to teach acceptance other than one that includes right. a gender identity situation and theme. Right. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that they, they know exactly what they're doing with this book. So after the um, director of elementary education, I met with, um, or I spoke with the assistant and he says, this has nothing to do with that. It's just a little boy playing dress up. It's just a little boy playing dress up. And I said, do you have the book? And I was like, open up the, this page. He's actually changing into, yes. and he's like, no, I, I don't see that. That's not what it's about. And I said, well, you know that the author says that's what it's about. And, um, you know, everywhere on the internet, there's actually, there are actually lessons on the internet for how to use this book to teach gender identity. So, and he's like, yeah, but that's not what it is. And when I tell you, I have never been gaslighted so hard in my oh, life yeah. after, after, after every single phone call with these people in the administration, I actually hung up questioning myself, going back in Google, like, am I delusional? Yeah. Like, am I not Am I well, not reading these things correctly? Because I'm pretty sure it said this, but I'm going to check yeah. one more time just to make sure I'm not totally, like, losing it here. Because according to them, what I'm saying 
is completely not true because that's not what the book is about. No, you're absolutely right. And I also I also think that the yelling at you and the condescending to you mm-hmm. is a way to uh, make you feel unsure of yourself, to question yourself. Why would somebody be so adamant and angry unless I've done something wrong? Because you don't usually mm-hmm. run into that in life. So, right. but, now, were there right. any like uh, anybody on the school board or in the administration who was supportive of your point of view or you felt like listened to you or, you know, was um, willing to take your point of view into account? So uh, with the administration, no, because next I spoke to the actual superintendent mm-hmm. and this was just totally bizarre. He's telling me the same thing, but that's not what the book is. And then I said, well, do you have the book? So again, I'm pointing out the things. And he's like, he was the only one that partially leveled with me. He mm-hmm. said, well, I can kind of see where maybe you could think that, but that's not what it is. And I said, okay. So we go in this conversation and um, I said, okay, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere with you. So what do I do now? He's like, well, there's really nothing past me. And I said, well, wait a minute. Isn't there a board of ed? Who hired you? And then, well, he really tried to, and then he's like, well, yeah, there's the board. And I said, okay, well, I think I'll, I'll just go with the board next. And I actually, I did meet with two people from the board mm-hmm. of ed and they were, they were warm and they listened, but I feel like they just weren't as passionate about my, the whole situation, which I don't think anyone's really going to be as passionate as I am because it happened to my child. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is my child, right? I'm protective mm-hmm. over her. Um, so th- when I went to the board, they don't say anything. You just stand right, up just, uh, yeah. at, their, at, at the podium and you make your comment. Mm-hmm. And so that was October 25th was the first time that I stood up at the board of ed. They did not email us with a response until um, November 23rd. We finally wow. got an email response. And they said that the curriculum committee met and that they decided that the book was appropriate and that it would stay in the curriculum. And the whole thing, again, you have to listen here. The curriculum committee is who chooses these books. Right. So now when there's a complaint, they give it back to them to review it. So I never expect I never expect it for one minute after talking to everyone in the administration that they were actually going to say yeah, this is inappropriate for seven-year-olds. Yes. Let's pull out. I never expected that. We've so reviewed our decision making. We've decided we made the right decision. <laughs> this is essentially what they said. So, but but you know what's interesting? If you wanted to, if you and I and our two, your seven-year-old and my seven-year-old, decided that we were going to tell kids what acceptance is, the concept of acceptance, having a boy stripped down to his underwear and getting girls' clothes would be a big distraction <laughs> to that. To in that conversation of the concept of acceptance. Any kid would say, why is a boy putting in his underwear now? And why is a boy now in a dress? That- well, I mean, there's just, there's so many layers to this book because I was telling the uh, superintendent, I said, listen, you know, so we're teaching the kids to walk around in their underwear with a bunch of adults. Seriously, That's it's a me. how-to, Megan. I- it's a how-to. But I feel in like a I told parade, him, I like, in a is- parade that exists in real life, and where a lot of adults are extremely scantily clad and or topless of right, and, all genders and, right. and everything. And and I, I mean, I almost feel like the author. I'm upset with her for exploiting this child. She could have at least put him in a proper mermaid costume and had mm-hmm. this little boy covered up at the parade. Like, 
there's just so many levels to what this it's book, almost if why it's, this book it's, upsets me. Yeah, it's almost as if it's saying to little kids, hey, use what you have. If you don't have a real mermaid costume, just find what you have around the house. But I don't understand the concept of the school district saying, like, no, it's not possible to opt out. No, your child can't do something else during this unit. You know, now that you've said, I mean, you would think that would be a bare minimum of what the school could do since, you know, even if every other parent in the school district loves it. Like, I went to high school. uh, One of my classmates was a very devout Mormon, and his parents objected to a Toni Morrison book that had necrophilia in it. And even though Toni Morrison is a very acclaimed author and, you know, it was part of the curriculum, his parents wrote in and said they had an objection and he didn't have to read that book. They gave him something else to do during that time. Wow. Where did, where did you go to school? I mean, at the time it was a pretty liberal district. I went to school in Lexington, Massachusetts, but they would let you opt out of things if you weren't comfortable with things, you know, because they acknowledged that school is there for the benefit of the parents and families. And, you know, right. and if, right. although, if you as a parent aren't comfortable with something, you should be able to take your kid out Lexington that day. Lexington Mass is kind of like Darien, and probably now you probably can't opt out. I would probably think. nowadays, no. I, I would think that's probably changed. But, I mean, it wasn't that long a time ago. This was like 20 years ago, you know. So you would think but you would think that as a parent you would at least have that much flexibility because then what else is your option right is your only option like i'm going to homeschool now and and that's not feasible for so many people right homeschool or private school um yeah i so they told me that this is like mandated by the state of connecticut there's this huge focus on social emotional learning and mm-hmm. they they think that they own children yes that the children is like they're, they they say that um, I was told that they believe they are responsible for the whole child, which my response is, hey, these are my children. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't need That's to be responsible right. for the whole child. Right. I'm sending my child to you for math, science, English, writing, Spanish, music, gym class, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. We're taking care of at home. Uh, we yes. don't need this. It's so dangerous. Okay, so so you get written up in the patch and a couple other places. In the patch, it's funny because the superintendent co- contradicts himself in the patch. You know. Was- oh, 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 yes. So I actually I went back to the board of ed a second time mm-hmm. to call out his contradictory comments because he actually said in one of the articles that this is categorically not a gender identity book. It is not a gender book, and so I brought his comments and I. I brought the catalog from the school library where the book is listed, gender identity. So I read this comment. I showed the board where the book is uh, categorized. And I said, there's a huge conflict here. Who's telling the truth? Is it the book or is it the superintendent? This is not appropriate. And I asked the board, I said, you know, when are you going to hold this administration accountable and demand that they're honest and transparent and follow their own policy? Because that's the biggest thing here is they said there is not supposed to be gender education in elementary school. So they, yes, exactly. So by following their own policy, they should not be sharing books that are broaching that subject if that's the policy. Mm -hmm. So Especially, I mean, at that age, right? And, you know, up until like a, like I say, 
our school district when I was a kid had to ask permission to even do like very rudimentary like this is puberty now sex ed in like fifth grade you know they weren't doing this stuff with like kindergartners first graders second graders it's how far it's shifted the standard for like what's appropriate to talk to little kids about in such a short amount of time really astonishes me right I I just don't understand it it just feels so wrong I mean the the my moral compass with this whole thing it makes my stomach turn because back to what I was saying earlier you know once you start down this slope where is it like where's the where's the end I mean, or do does this teacher just keep explaining things mm-hmm. with seven year olds? With seven year olds, yeah. Yes. Like- if it if at seven years old he's in his underwear, God knows at eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, you what know they'll be reading exactly mm-hmm. what they'll be reading. Okay, so you start getting slammed. I assume the neighborhood Facebook page and you said Instagram, et cetera. Um, and then of course you just went on. You were on Fox yesterday, right? Right. Well, you must have been. You must be a bundle of nerves right now. You must be. Yeah, I'm just exhausted too. I mean, yeah. I had to wake up at at three yesterday, and it was like a four forty five hit, and then I went to work all day, and then you know your body's just like, and then I caught a second wind. I couldn't fall asleep last night, but yeah, I yeah. am. I mean, I feel like I'm really putting myself out there, and yeah, I mean, really, I just want to create more awareness about this, and my hope and prayer is that more parents come out. Because I keep people yes. have been emailing me and telling me like I'm with you, I support you, right. I know, but but nobody wants to nobody wants to say anything. So how are you taking? So you're getting threats from people? No, no, not threats yet. They've just been calling me a bigot. Right, bigot and homophobe Which, and whatever. It's a pleasure. You know what mm-hmm. I would say, just, to, Megan? You don't the disclaimer about being pro LGBTQ plus. These people don't they don't care. They don't care. You know, I mean, you're obviously somebody who is heartbroken about what's happening with your daughter and you're obviously a very decent person who has compassion and empathy and but the disclaimer only makes them more hungry to hurt you they think that okay so she sees that she needs to you know to uh you know espouse her love and affection for the lgbtq community you know i've heard that too but at the same time i feel like if i don't say that then they would like you get attacked no matter what. Yeah. So if you don't express your support, which I do, I I actually have friends who are gay yep. who support mm-hmm. me who support me on this. They're like this is not appropriate. And then there's other people who don't feel that way. But if you don't say it, then they're going to attack you and say you know she hates this book, she's this, she's that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like no matter what I do, I'm going to be wrong because they just don't want me stopping their machine. And I feel like their machine is them trying to take our children and literally just indoctrinate them. And yes. basically the fact that you've got to feel defensive simply because you don't want a seven year old girl to read about a seven year old boy going through a trans experience in his underwear with illustrations. That's craziness that you should even have to do this is incredible. They know that they're doing something wrong, which is why they're obfuscating and they're denying it. And they hide it in the SEL stuff like you've known. You were very eloquent in front of the board. I only saw the first time. And that's important that people are out there saying it. You know, I've got a radio show, obviously, in Connecticut. And it's nothing but support for you. Mm-hmm. People are in. I've, I've dealt with so many moms. It's funny. It's like I've been doing Connecticut radio here for a year and a half. Almost all of the friends with a handful of a few that I've made are moms who dared to speak up at board of ed meetings and were told to shut up one way or another. You know, in Enfield right. with the pizza sex thing and or wherever it is. 
South Windsor. It's so awful. Yes, you just these are these are moms in what is ostensibly a pretty state who want to raise kids and go to baseball games and not have to worry if the person if the coach of the t-ball you know game uh, you know called you a b-word the other night you know on mm-hmm. on Facebook. I mean, this is so divisive. This stuff and so so terrible. But uh, so I mean, what is your what do you do next? Have you said your piece and now you're going away, or are you going to continue to? You're going to run for school board? Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I just, in my heart, I feel like I just, I'm not going to give up. I mean, like, I feel like I've been in fight mode since this happened. And I just feel like, you know, if you don't stand up for your children, like, what are you going to stand up and fight for? I mean, and I'm just not giving up. So I want to connect with other parents. Yeah. And I want us all to unite because people have been reaching out to me and they're telling me that they're with this parent group and they're with this parent group. So the parent groups, I think, are out there. Mm-hmm. But I think we yes. all need to come together as a united front. And I'm not even sure if it needs to be a town by town thing. I think we might even have to go to Hartford and like tell the state government because it's actually this is coming down from the state. Yes. The state has... Mm-hmm. They have bills that are pushing this type of curriculum. And a lot of it's so I only, a lot of it's attached to federal funding too. So, right. So it's coming down from mm-hmm. the yeah. I mean, it's just so I, I'm not giving up. Um, I'm going to do what I can in working and connecting with groups and mm-hmm. seeing what comes from that. And I think the most important thing is continue to be as close as I can with my children and instill good values and make sure that every day I hear what's going on. And if something else comes up, I will be right back at the board of ed, making sure yes. everyone knows about it. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be, I mean, what you've done, you've, you've frankly inspired uh, people around the country uh, with what you said, because you're obviously not a paid activist. This is not, you don't really right. seem to want to be part get... of this other than the fact <laughs> you're just trying to protect your daughter. So, I mean, before I... this, were you political at all or like involved in anything no, like that? No, absolutely not. This is not politically driven at all. I mean, I vote every election cycle. I think voting is very important. I told my daughter that, you know, women didn't always have the right to vote. We have to go out and we have to vote. That's important. I'm just trying to raise a good girl and and again, like there's nothing against this community at all. She she will learn about all of these things. She mm-hmm. will, but when she's older, like right now, like when I tell you, like she's just like my little like I see her. Her face hasn't changed from the time she was born. I mean, she's just like she's like my sweet little baby yes, girl. Yes. Like like she literally like when I see her sleeping, she looks exactly from the day she was born. And like to think that mm-hmm. there are adults like just talking to her about things that. Like, that's not her magical world that she lives in. Not now. No. Like, we can save this for later. I mean, it's just yes. not appropriate. It, it, it's, it's, not. It, it's interesting because you talk about that. We've got a daughter, too. She's Our daughter's older. She's, uh, what is she, 11 now? <laughs> She's almost 12, She's yes. 12, She's 11, 11 now. And, um, and, like, generally little girls are very decent human beings anyway. They're innocent. They have, they're doing wonderful things. They like pretty things, and they like creating things. And, and like, my daughter, we were at a... Um, we were at a um, restaurant a few months ago, and the guy, our waiter, had nail polish, um, very elaborate nail polish on. And my daughter said, um, oh, I love your nails. Now, she didn't, all she saw was the nails. She thought they were pretty, and that's it. And the guy said, oh, thank you so much. Exactly. Right. That's it. That's it. Nothing deeper. There was no. Right. 
right. nobody had any parents, agenda. Right. And like, I feel like there's some parents who would be like, actually, you need to stay like, you know, like get into this whole like thing. Right. But it's like, why, why do you have to do that with the kids? Right. Like yeah. the kids, the kids, the kids see people and the person's nice to them and kind. The kid loves them. It's fine. Like we yeah. don't have to get into all this like extra detail when they're this young. Completely so. agree. Well, you're doing a great job, Megan. She is Megan Watros. Do you want anybody to follow you, or are you just trying to? Are you? <laughs> it's in enough. No, uh, How much trouble I, you I want? No, I don't need any followers. I'm just you know, if there's anyone out there who wants to get involved, if they're in the state of Connecticut, and if you share the same sentiment, if you have kids in the school. You can find me very easily because people have been finding me and messaging me. And right now I'm just trying to get all the parents together. And I just feel like we have to fight. We just cannot back down from this. And I feel like we need to push back and just tell them this is not okay. I mean, it's just, it's not okay. Well, you are great. And you're one brave woman and making a hell of a role model for for your daughter and really for sons too, and and for for families around the country. So, good go going, Megan. We took you much longer than we promised we would. We no, appreciate- it's okay. It's okay. Thank you. I really appreciate you again. Like, give me the opportunity just to create awareness about this, and I I just hope that something changes. I mean, yeah, it's like it's insane. It is insane, and you are totally in the right. And congratulations. And let's check back in. Let's let's stay in touch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Okay, your, it was nice to meet you both. You too. Best of your family. Okay, thank Bye-bye. you. You too. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Uh, all right. I hit, leave, I hit leave meeting. Is that okay, Alice? That is fine. All right. So... It was great talking to her. I thought she was great. Thoughts? She was excellent. Um, she's great. We did have a few comments in the chat saying essentially, and you pa- you said this as well to her, like they're they're not going to listen to you that you know that you're saying you support the LGBT community. They don't care. They're still going to call you the same names and still do the same stuff. But I kind of get the vibe from her that's really actually just how she feels about it. Yeah. And she's just being honest about how she feels about it. And, yeah. and it, you know, it is what it is. I think that you have to meet people where they are anytime. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I think both of us are more conservative than she is probably on a whole host of issues. And, you know, yeah, you, no... you heard her say she's not been politically involved. It's yeah. not her thing. But, you know, it's I think that it's a very important issue and the fact that she's clear-eyed and so strong so strong and 
really brave on this issue because it is a hard thing to have people in your community saying things like this about you and have other parents emailing you and saying, I agree with you, but I'm too scared to say anything out loud. And you're the only one who will stand up. That's a tough thing. And it can be life changing for a very long period of time and affect your ability to like live in that community anymore at all. Right. And the social emotional learning stuff now has is not what it was designed to be. It is now progressive, progressive orientation mm-hmm. and indoctrination. That's what it is. And, and, I, and I'm not trying to sign over conspiratorial. I think probably many people who are foisting this stuff on kids or who are pushing this stuff believe they're doing a, a humanitarian favor for, mm-hmm. uh, for our culture and society. And in the world that they see where everybody's an aggressor and, and you know, speech that they don't like is violence – then it all makes sense. But that's not the real world. If you live in Darien, Connecticut, things are just fine. You don't have to worry generally about, you know, uh, kids, uh, you know, being cruel or violent to other kids based on anything whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it's a, it's very extremely affluent and, and peaceful place. Right. And But these, these people in these rich towns have nothing better to do than to meddle to experiment into hobby. I don't know if it comes out of a place of guilt or what it does, but it's absolutely, oh, look at you, Alice. What? You look good. Oh, I just had to stand up and fix the camera. Sorry. So um, so should we get right to Kanye and the Nazis or no? Oh, we can talk some Kanye. We've yeah, I mean, at the begin, it's crazy because at the beginning of this day, I thought we were going to be talking about Sam Bankman Freed today. That's where I thought we were going to be because Is that it? was like the huge audio of the day this morning, like 12 hours ago. That's what it was right um well right as a matter of fact if you heard if you listened to um the commentary podcast today mm-hmm. they were saying and they tape at like nine in the morning they were saying that this is the first day in five years when there's no huge news story so <laughs> gave it a little while fellas and uh yeah there uh there is so this um yeah because there turned out to be a bigger news story especially affecting you would think the um commentary podcast particular slice of the conservative movement because this was uh interesting i mean i just started to see my twitter blow up in the middle of the day with people talking about kanye being on alex jones and again with fuentes in the background in his same blue sweatshirt like does a kid only own one shirt he does he does <laughs> i don't know you know what and you'd, you'd think for a nazi he'd have although they might be in a whirlwind you know maybe he, maybe maybe. he hasn't been home and kanye's, kanye's <laughs> although, wearing a a mask over someone it. told me and i don't know that this is true and this came from a friend who like gets a hears a lot of rumors some of which turn out to be true and some of which don't but the, she said that she heard from someone that it's it's like a balenciaga face covering wrestling mask Oh no. So, oh no! I don't know oh, if no. it's some kind of point. If that's true, if that's some kind of point, or like what? I don't so, know if that's true. Let's get to Kanye here. Okay. So, there's a lot to say. Let's just play it. That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, the Jew. I- so right there, pretty much that's curtains. <laughs> Right, I see good things about Hitler. Also, it's not even for most people. I see that's a it. good that's thing true. about Hitler. I see good things about Hitler. Also, now I am, I, I am, I am ha- happy for him that he feels so liberated in his mind to say whatever he wants whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Hitler is 
This is a man who mass mechanized the extermination of human beings and nearly pulled it off. Um, this is one of the greatest monsters in history. He's up there. He's on the mm-hmm. on the Mount Rushmore of greatest monsters in history. This yeah. is no, there aren't a lot of great things about Hitler, especially in in modern days. You know, certainly there have been some pretty terrible his, people in like further back ancient history and stuff. Well, certainly, but, but in modern times, Hitler is right up there with the worst of the worst. Right. To have um, an industrial- Morgan confirms that he says it's a Balenciaga mask, which I believe because they do do some fashion that's like that. Like Kim Kardashian wears a lot of their stuff, and they made the thing where that she wore to the um. What's the occasion the for Met, such a mask? The Met thing. Okay. Well, do you remember what's the art thing that like uh, AOC was? Is it the Met? Yeah, the Met Gala. Uh, the Met Gala, and like one of the years, Kim wore a whole thing to that where it was like all over her face, and she was like in this whole black, like covered up, weird thing. Like, so they have some of their fashion is like that. I don't know. <laughs> There's a reason you and I don't buy Valenciaga, and it's not only because it's way, way, way out of our price range. It's also because it's insane. So. Yeah, anyway, I guess, so, I, I don't know if he's, like, trying to make some kind of point about Balenciaga by wearing it there or what the deal is, but, I mean, like, I, yeah, the whole thing was so strange, but you continue playing some more audio of this. Okay, hang on one second, sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, it's, Okay. Okay. They're also, the Jew, I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts. And you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. Did Hitler invent highways? I know the Autobahn is a Hitler thing, but what, what, weren't there highway robbers back in the 1300s? Well, but those weren't like modern highways. Well, I understand that. Okay. okay. But they were thoroughfares for the most modern machinery. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Romans had essentially did, what you'd call highways. Too. Right. They had roads that lasted outlasted their empire by many, many years. Um, did Hitler uh, build the microphone? That's a new one for me. No, although our mics are called Heil mics. Is that a German brand? Uh-oh. I don't even know. <laughs> All right, we'll give him microphones. That's fine. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think he invented the microphone, but I mean, maybe there's some like German microphone brand that was in. I don't even know this, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's tough. I think it's tough when he's going, and I don't know if you have this particular cut or not, but when he said that. Um, there's like everybody, every human has contributed something to humanity, which is like, okay. I'm like, I'm going there with you. And then he's like, especially Hitler. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Well, if you can parse up the word contribute, <laughs> like he contributed many mass graves, I guess. He contributed yeah. uh, the destruction of a continent. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. <laughs> you know, so I would, if I were him, maybe vet my clients. Maybe go with a, even a Hitler. For yeah, I would take a look at the people I'm willing to, you know, go to the mat for. And I also don't know that that Hitler was especially fond of black people. And remember <laughs> Kanye was mad that George Bush didn't care about black people? I think Hitler you think Hitler might give George Bush a run for his money in uh, the he, not caring about black people Olympics? Yeah, I would say so. I've said it the most Nazi like activities I've seen 
Um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down did a lot of really bad things. Well, they did good things, too. We're going to stop <laughs> dissing the Nazis all the time. Okay. We're, we're going to get to that. You get, I don't. We got to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. <laughs> they did good things, too, Tom. Just... <laughs> the Nazi Defamation League has, uh, stopped, has spoken up. To Alex Jones, who's now the moderate in this group, <laughs> even uh, what's his name, Fuentes, who's also sitting at this table, is like, oh, I'm all good, dude. As Kanye self-immolates for some reason. So I mean, it was interesting though, because today think- you were talking to Todd about it, and he you essentially was saying that he thinks, based on other interviews that he's heard Kanye doing recently, that that he feels that Kanye is just saying the most provocative, outrageous things humanly possible in order to, like, push the Overton window, basically. In in order to do what we're saying. Like, all of a sudden, Alex Jones is now the calm and reasonable, moderate mm-hmm. one, right? So if that's the case, if that's what he's doing, is if he's saying, I have FU money, so I'm going to say whatever it takes to make Alex Jones seem totally reasonable and get him back into the mainstream voices, then, like, I guess that makes sense in a sort of self-sacrificial way because that's kind of like what Todd was saying today. And I've heard a few people say that, like, oh, now... Now Alex Jones seems reasonable. Like, who knew? You know? One of Kanye's gold nuggets today was, there are Jewish people basically hiding me under their floorboards right now. It's like a reverse version of the Holocaust. You know what? This is the most comprehensive, offensive score uh, <laughs> session that has ever been done. There no, is almost like- nothing left. I was tired of picking up the Yahoo and the netting. So for now, he's just netting. I know some people call him Have BB. you seen this? No, some you call him Yeah. He's holding a Yahoo in one hand, and one is... <laughs> a little fishnet thing. Yes. Yahoo, but we're going to call him netting. What you want, netting? Hey, yay, right after this, I'm going to say you're crazy. I'm going to take your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cause free thought. We have to control the history books. We have to control the banks. And we have to go and kill people. Also, we're in the pedophilia. Ha, ha. I'm not sure so, that's exactly what Netanyahu sounds hey, like. On. Yeah. Hopefully you're going to take the mask off. because this, Is this actually yay here? <laughs> so... So one of the things that I thought of today is like, what what set of words can he say to? Well, obviously, everybody is going to drop him, and disaffiliate with him. Yes, I would say so. If they, if they, I assume they all have right now. I assume there's a there's twenty five thousand press releases out there saying, yeah, we have nothing to do with this guy anymore. Goodbye, goodbye. Everything is gone for this guy. He will not be able to make any more income, and without other than stock dividends. Well, I mean, his uh, there was also today like. I mean, he's still selling music. You know, like he's still, they can't take away. Is today? Yeah. How many gospel uh, people are going to be playing the Nazi lover? But there, I mean, like people still play R. Kelly and he raped people. Kanye's just saying words, really bad offensive words. But like, I mean. People expect musicians to rape a certain amount of people. (laughs) They don't expect them to give full-throated defenses of Hitler. I still think raping people is worse than saying words about Hitler, even if they're terrible words about Hitler. But I I mean, I'm not endorsing what Kanye West said, but I mean, like people still play R. Kelly. 
I people still play Michael Jackson all over the place. Like I don't. I think people are still going to stream his music and stuff, and they have to pay him for that because that's all that he owns. That you know. Morgan says in the chat, he said he wants to be dropped so he can be free. But can't he be free by just leaving? Can't he be free and still cash checks? Well, not according to him. Not according to him, right? Is He's got these people around him and around the Kardashians, like Harley Pasternak, who's threatening him with getting him institutionalized and drugged up so he can never be consciously seeing his kids again the rest of his life. You know, like, if you're surrounded by people that are trying to control you all the time. And, you know, one of the most telling things, honestly, was in that extremely brief Tim Pool interview when he Mm -hmm. said, when you become famous, I became famous at 24. And when you become famous, you stop growing. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because of the people around you, you know? So somebody else in the chat, Tommy in New Hampshire says uh, he's John McAfee nuts. I think more so. And uh, I think right there. I, I think right there. I, and I think there's a similar desire to sort of be a, a rejection of that, like, rich and famous culture that that is out there. He also, like, in part that was, like, almost sort of sad. He, like, was pleading to Kim Kardashian to come back to Christ, basically. I don't know. So... The whole, I, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough look. There's no doubt about that. It's a rough no doubt but, about that. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, where this goes from here, because I don't know what the point of, like, and, and someone was tweeting from his account during this interview as well, which I assume is probably well, my love. Alex Jones and Fuentes use his Twitter. Okay, great. Yeah. And we, supposedly Milo we, was, had, had DM been him tweeting. And come on. Actually, I don't think I want him on. <laughs> I know because I, I haven't had to debate many pro Hitler people. No, it's not something that you generally have to do. But yeah, Alice, I have a question for you. Yes, should we possibly go to the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline? I think we should check out the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline and uh... Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. By the way, a a sponsor of the Tom Shattuck Show. I'm sorry, it's not the Tom Shattuck Show. It's the Burn Bar- Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel Podcast, which mm-hmm. is where we are right now with Alice Shattuck. Alice does not drink the hot sauce. I'm sorry that you're missing Maybe the Maybe we can it's a make great... some special exclusive content where I taste the hot sauce. It's a, No, because you'll writhe in pain like a wuss ball. <laughs> it's a great hot sauce, a wickedly flavorful blend of habanero and ghost peppers. Let me tell you, this is the perfect, and I've told you this, every, before, before ever we had a deal with these guys. Before they were a sponsor of the Burn Barrel, sponsor, that's sponsor. true. This is the perfect blend of um, of heat because it's it's no messing around. It's mm-hmm. it's good heat um, and good taste. Right. It's the perfect blend. And I just told my brother and my two other friends, the Deeds and Scott, that yesterday in a text because I've been going through hot sauces because um, we've been on the road and I've been eating scrambled eggs and just my cousin got some hot sauces down in South Carolina. Listen to it. It is um 12 by the way you can get 12 bottles for case the bottle this is a five ounce bottle sea salt used for for reduced sodium it's all everything in this is stuff that you can have on a weekend when you weight loss by the way you can find it all over uh walmart walk marketplace amazon choice vendor status you can get it at the big y in connecticut you guys stop and shop local rack in mass market basket in mass new hampshire in maine whole foods in mass connecticut rhode island he was so smart the guy's name is john he's mm-hmm. so smart because he made this with no funny chemicals. So 
like this hot sauce will if you just leave it down you got to shake it because it will Cause it settle because <laughs> there's not like xanthan gum or plutonium in there to keep everything like have a spine mm-hmm. so it doesn't so you got to shake it up and it's just the best stuff in the world by the way five percent of all sales protein proceeds go to the national fallen firefighters foundation www.firehero.org helping families and co-workers of falling fi- firefighters I mistakenly said yesterday that he was a firefighter. He wasn't a firefighter. He was a Chelsea guy who was interested in the Chelsea fires, the historic Chelsea fires, who wants to just has great respect for the fire department and wants to support them. He's a guy who makes Morgan wants to know if there's a promo code to use so that we get credit. That's a great point. Yeah. Just let him know when you put it. Yeah, actually, you know what, just when you buy your Chelsea fire hot sauce, uh, why don't you post it to social media? Yes, he's on Facebook. I know that. This I don't know if he's or what else he's really up on, but I know he's on Facebook. But even if you tweet it, because I feel like where our fans are a little more active on Twitter. Yes. Even if you tweet it, we'll make sure he sees it and gets it and sees that you guys are. Yeah, it's awesome. His Dude, hot sauce. Tell me what you really think. I have never. I mean, this is this. Obviously, you guys know that I would prostitute anything. But, <laughs> but this, I just actually you guys love. heard him organically yes. on the show say yes. he liked it before. It's awesome. Tell me what you think. If you think it sucks, then let me know. But it doesn't. It's freaking awesome especially you hot sauce hot, hot sauce people i think mostly guys are hot sauce people but maybe not all all just guys mm-hmm. um i would love to know what you think about it i just i'm i love it i'm thrilled it is and this is a small business guy just who has a passion you know and it it it's just all it's everything about it is just good all right so now it is time for the chelsea fire hotline Alice. I chelsea fire say, wicked hotline, wicked hotline yes, maybe i should have you say that for now all right. Maybe you should produce something up with like sound effects and Maybe stuff for the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Oh, what are you thinking, little lady? <laughs> what are you thinking? Hey, Tom and DJ. I I, I don't. DJ? <laughs> DJ. DJ. I don't know. Dana Jason? Hey, Tom and DJ. I, I, I don't understand people leave when people leave messages and they just go on and on and on and on and on never really get to the point it's like can you please get to the point can you please get to the point please pretty 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 please get to the point and they just drill on and on (laughs) thank you Hey, Tom and Alice this is Dana from Maine hey Dana as well it's been a while hi Dana yeah come on Dana Get in the mix. I understand you get stuff to do. It sounds like he's driving, too. Just wanted to comment on uh, the discussion yesterday about Hooters. Yes. And mm-hmm. I agree 100%. The, the food there was fantastic. And it's very similar to my upbringing, where I used to frequent a fine establishment down in Providence, Rhode Island, called the Foxy Lady. And Tom, <laughs> you probably have been there, I, I would assume. I have not been to the Foxy Lady, but I know Mo Vaughn was a fan. Um. I went there for the breakfast. I might have been to the Foxy Lady. It's, it's, there was a time in my very early 20s that we used to go to strip joints all the time, including on Christmas Eve. A great one in Chinatown. It's still there, I think. I don't know what you went there for, but legs and eggs. Yeah, do they have anything other than breakfast? I don't know. I never had any money, so I never had like did the shower room stuff or anything like that. I never did anything like that. We we were just like young guys. It was kind of like the macho thing to do. It's... It's it's really kind of tawdry, but we were drawn to that. You know, just, I don't know. We weren't out like, but whatever. This is not not helping myself. <laughs> I mean, it was a kind of a weird name for the breakfast, but the food. There was a place I went to in Cape Cod 
for my friend's bachelor party. Um, and this place was all local girls who were like, this was near the tip of Cape Cod. So I don't even know. You guys probably know it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a little private place. And behind it were cottages, um, that went along with the building. So I believe you could be intimate. In the cottages? With the, yes, with the dancers. I think that was the idea. I don't know. I was not in, intimate with the dancers. You know, chef's kiss. Fantastic. The only reason why I went. All you can eat breakfast buffet. Ooh. And there was other things going on, but it was really the food. Hope you had a great day. Well, there's another. it's funny because, you know, the Starbucks people are complaining about people not tipping. And they want mm -hmm. people to be tipping more. You learn to tip at a an exotic dance uh, facility, certainly. Have you ever been to one? A strip club? Yeah. No, never. Yeah. Well, you learn to tip. And they, the tipping correlates directly with... You learn to, you learn to tip. I'll take your word for it. So, uh, <clears throat> how good is that Chelsea's hot sauce? I'm glad is you it asked as good it. as um, Texas Pete's or Frank? God, please! It does, no, those things, those those are bottom of the barrel. Texas Pete's and like the knockoffs of like Tabasco, the knockoffs. Actually, of previous to this one, the only hot sauce you told me was the best hot sauce you ever had, and were super impressed by was the one I brought you from the Orthodox monks who make it at their monastery. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you remember some... that? Uh, yes, they I do. like grew the peppers and like made hot sauce. Yeah, out there of are, them, some... and I would buy you hot sauce at the monastery. The when thing I went. is about a lot of those ones that are creamy. A lot of them have fruit or sugar in them. Hmm. And now I'm I'm off of that. And then also mm. like th this is yeah. No, there are some there are some other there's some great hot sauces out there. No, no matter what Texas Pete's that is not does not belong in this conversation. Frank's or uh... Frank's is serviceable. It's not really hot sauce. Let's let's be honest. It's more of like a a thin ketchup. I do like Frank's the um the buffalo wings the buffalo stuff. stuff. Like mm -hmm. for it has a place, but I can't eat that now. I don't think the two. Was it Tulupio? I I can't think of it's the the Cholula? Mexican one. Cholula is good. Alice loves that. I like that chili garlic one, which is a pretty mild one. That's right. about as far as I go. And there's another one. My brother had Chucachela or something. Triple X, the green stuff, which is really good. One with the guy with the sombrero on it. I can't think of what the name of it is. I know what you mean. That, that one's available here at Ocean State Job Lot. It's mm. it's fine. It's not really hot sauce. Um, Louisiana. No, it's um, rubbish. I go. I can go hours. Name and hot sauces. Well, we'll be intrigued to hear Chelsea what you Fire, think about Chelsea Fire Wicked Chelsea Hot Sauce. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Justin, since you sound like a connoisseur. Place to go. I'm a big sauce guy. Uh, cane sauce. Oh, cane sauce. Cane? Great. Arby sauce. Oh, horsey sauce from Arby's. We just got some. Oh, by the way, I whacked out some of that Arby's at night. Did you know that? The beef and cheddars we got? What about them? I took the beef and cheddar out of the bun and ate it. I don't think that's approved. No, it's not approved, but it doesn't matter. I still lost six pounds of fat. Great. Arby's, I don't I don't want to talk about it because I need to go back to Arby's. As soon as I lose more weight, I'm going to go to Arby's. And I'm going to get 56 sandwiches, Alice. <laughs> I'm going to eat over the sink. You're allowed to have one to two I'm not having one week. to two anything. I'm having horsey sauce, and I'm putting Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce on it. And I'm going to puke all over the sink. and Damn you all. Um, I don't know if you count the... Uh... Honey cinnamon butter. Oh, God. Let's get it. We're, we're done. Hey, Tom and Alice. How are you doing tonight? Um, I am calling. Uh, I have a little bit of an issue going on. Uh -oh. uh, my husband he has a really obsessive personality. This is Alicia. Do we know Alicia? Mm, I'm not sure. Keep going. Okay. 
we go back to the beginning to do some voice analysis. Okay. <laughs> hey, Tom and Alice, how you doing tonight? Um, oh. I am calling. Uh, I have a little bit of an issue going on. Uh, my husband is a really obsessive personality. Currently, his obsession is your show. Oh, good. Basically, Sunday through Thursday, it's like a tailgating party. He gets his 30-pack <laughs> of beer. And he... You have a great husband, Alicia. I love this. What a great guy this guy is. What a great guy. His 30-pack of beer, tailgating, listen to the bird. Oh, What's... Morgan's in the chat saying it's his wife. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Morgan, is Morgan, Morgan, are you fat? If you're getting 30-packs, usually you, get, you throw in a few pounds. I hope you are, is what I'm saying. I hope you're more, a brother to me. At least, by the way, she sounds beautiful. She sounds lovely. Of course. Completely ignores me and the kids. It's always, oh, wow, look how hot Alice is tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Tom's hair looks so good. <laughs> that is what we call a classy gentleman, Alicia. I need you to make him a martini. You need to buy uh, one of those St. Pauli girl things outfits that I forced Alice into. <laughs> And beg his forgiveness while giving him a full massage. It's a little crazy, so I was hoping you could maybe help me out. So I was thinking you could cut back to three days a week so I could have my husband back. Or you could send me some hot sauce. I would settle Ooh, for that as well. You know All right. What? Thanks, guys. Maybe you can help me out here. Alicia, uh, you know what? Maybe we'll pay her off in hot sauce. Hush money in hot <laughs> sauce. Because we tried to go down to three days a week and we were threatened by... Uh, by podcast listening terrorists who demanded that we not do it or else they'd leave us all together so we're doing hopefully they don't demand seven days so. <laughs> alicia keep calling i love that that's great hi habibis it's hey. les calling hey. into the chelsea fire wicked hotline oh. i think there's a very i'm sorry alice and you know that i love you right <laughs> and i'm basically monogamous <laughs> but hearing a woman say chelsea fire wicked hotline <laughs> come on now cool and clever name for the shot shot however now we're talking about sponsoring a show segment and i personally think that this requires a premium uh price versus just more than a case of hot sauce hold on hold on this requires a premium uh price versus just whatever regular sponsorship that chelsea fire hot sauce is doing wait excuse me Wicked Hot Sauce is doing for you guys. So just some food for thought. Congrats on the sponsor. Bye. Thank you. I, also, I think I we'll so wait. Immature. I think I'm so we'll, immature. I know. That, I think we'll wait until um, we have a little bit more competition for our ad space before we start yes. amping up. Believe the... it or not, we are not completely <laughs> sold out. That's right. The world is crazy right now. We have um, people being uh, welded in shut into their homes mm -hmm. in China just for 0% COVID. 0%. That's an untainable goal, no matter how hard you try. Unta yeah, they're being jerks mm -hmm. over there. No bueno. Habibis, Les again. I oh. forgot to ask this. Has the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce... <sighs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Can't say that, Leslie. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I'm at a strip joint. <laughs> Oh Stop. God. Stop. Leslie is a Christian woman. Stop it. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not helping us. Been tried in Tom Shattuck's famous Bloody Marys. 
It has not. Answer, I'm dying to know. Also, I'm dying to try Tom Shattuck's famous Bloody Marys mm. at some point in my life. But that's a separate topic. Let us know. Love you. Bye. Yeah. No, I, I, I do like making Bloody Marys from scratch. You know what we can do? We can we can toggle back the like shrimp and bacon in Bloody Marys, guys. We get it. You can put all sorts of stuff in. Yeah, I don't want to eat it. In food. Although eating it. it is fine, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just an excuse to you know start the day. Hey, Tom and Alice, just wanted to hey. talk to you about the the name of your new sponsor there, your Chelsea Fire Hot Hot Sauce. There mm-hmm. are those that uh, could take offense at that, really. Um, it, it kind of stems from the Chelsea fires of 1908 and 1973. Right. In 1973, 18 blocks were burned, 300 buildings, 1,100 people were left homeless, and 600 people were left jobless. In the 1908 fire, there were actually 19 people killed, 15,000 left homeless, and over 350 acres of the city of Chelsea burned. So again, I don't take offense at it but I'm not so sure that there aren't people around that might. It's kind of an insensitive choice of a name. Uh, Awaken 180, you might want to see if you can get the Awaken 180 studio versus the Chelsea Fire studio. Thanks for all you do. Take care. Well, Alice wanted to do the um, the uh, 9-11 chat, which I thought was really insensitive, <laughs> no, Alice. Really? not true. Really? It's not true. I'm being slandered once again. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um... I, I named can see this... you thinking that one up over there. Yeah. Your little wheels turning. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce mm-hmm. is a dedication to the memory of those 500,000 people displaced in Chelsea, Massachusetts. And, and part it... of the proceeds goes Correct. to, to firemen, fallen firefighters. firefighters. Exactly. As a matter of fact. And as a matter of fact, I intend to go to uh, a certain area in Chelsea. What's the area called with all the bars? I don't know. That's in Chelsea or is that in Everett? I don't know. Huh. That I'll be making a contribution in parts of the Chelsea as well. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm. So here's my feeling on that. I'm. It's really good hot sauce, and that's that's as far as it goes for you. As far as it goes, right? Remember, I was brought onto this earth while the embers mm-hmm. in beautiful Chelsea, Massachusetts, were still smoldering. Smoldering. Are you sure? Un- he said 1973, so is it before your birthday or unto, after? Do you know? Unto this land was born a boy mm-hmm. child. Uh-huh. And his name it's was... It's good for you that you can't actually quote any scriptures. So you can't actually... <laughs> Who indeed removed <laughs> the plank from his own eye before <laughs> you he... You don't know any so that you can't ruin it with your stupid takes on things. Just stop. All right. So obviously, no more, uh, no more chat, no more Chessie Fire hotline calls. Wicked I am, hotline. Much like Kanye defends Hitler, I'm defending Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Exactly. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's it tastes good. It makes me happy. It makes the world happy. It's a small business success story, and a proceed goes to um, fallen firefighters. Fallen firefighters. So there you go. I stand by my man and my hot sauce. Which is uh, more than Alice does. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. By the way, Alicia, feel free to call again. What is Morgan doing with such an absolutely smoking hot wife? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What are we doing? Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and for all the great chat chat messages. What a great one it was today. Sorry, Chelsea Fire, Wicked Hotline messages, um, I would say. Uh, it was an especially banner day for everybody. Great week. 
Um, it's been fun being with you all. We will see you again on Sunday. If you want to join Patreon live streams or get bonus shows on Sundays, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. As always, the show is free at burnbarrelpodcast.com and anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.